Hello everyone. Now, hopefully many of you have listened to the thought-provoking podcast uh, that was recorded on Pernkamp's Atlas of Anatomy, essentially because the drawings detailed in that book were from the Nazi victims. Now, the research for that podcast was carried out by English teacher Felicia Isaacs, who I revealed was my own mother. And what I wanted to do, however, was invite her back to record a podcast herself, but this time to focus on her own area of expertise. So we both share a love for Shakespeare. So we thought, could there be a way to link Shakespeare and his plays to some aspect of biology? And as it turns out, the two are more closely related than you would imagine. The fruit fly is a fascinating organism. It's classed as a model organism in biology. And in fact, a whole podcast has been dedicated to it, championing it as the greatest discovery, if you like, of the 20th century, this humble Drosophila melanogaster. But would you believe most of its genes are named after Shakespearean characters? Prospero, Caliban, Malvolio, Hamlet, all genes found in this organism, designed to reflect the roles that they play. So Felicia and I have decided to record a series of podcasts looking at the science of Shakespeare. This, the first, asks the question, did Macbeth's insomnia lead to paranoia? I'll hand right over to Felicia to give her perspective on this. Firstly, I'd just like to say a big thank you for joining me and the extensive research that you've carried out for this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. And I think it's a really fascinating idea to look at the scientific basis of Shakespeare's greatest works. But more than that, it serves to illustrate how biology really does affect all aspects of life, even in works of fiction. Arguably, Shakespeare's tragic hero, Macbeth, acknowledged his own flaw, his vaulting ambition. And this, combined with a prophetic meeting of the witches and the manipulation of his domineering wife, drove him to commit regicide. However, scientific research reveals how a troubled conscience affects our sleep patterns. Indeed, once a cycle of rest is no longer sustainable, then the mind can suffer a loss of contact with reality, which is associated with hallucinations and delusions. Indeed, this latter result occurs after Macbeth under duress to murder King Duncan. Moreover, his soliloquy captures his mental and emotional state at this point in the play. His ambition is pushing him over the brink of insanity and he imagines he sees a dagger leading him to Duncan's room. This paranoia is explored by Dr Daniel Freeman, a fellow at the Institute of Psychiatry, King's College London. He studied the association between sleep loss and persecutory thoughts. This was carefully analysed and revealed that over half a population of individuals being helped for paranoia were also clinical insomniacs. Furthermore, he stated that obvious symptoms were revealed after only a few poor nights of sleep. Feelings of stress, confused thinking and a sense of separation from the world were noticed. These are typical conditions for paranoid fears to take hold. Indeed, all the feelings of emotional distress and anxiety are epitomised by Macbeth's formation of delusions. After killing Duncan, he immediately recognises that his peace of mind will never be the same again. Sleep, no more. Macbeth does murder sleep, 
the innocent sleep, sleep that knits up the ravel sleeve of care. Furthermore, psychologists at the University of Bonn suggest how 24 hours of sleep deprivation can lead to conditions in healthy individuals similar to the symptoms of schizophrenia. This is an alarming discovery and these feelings have been published in the Journal of Neuroscience. This being said then, it is obvious that psychosis, where there is a loss of contact with reality, can clearly be attributed to Macbeth. The hallucinations and delusions he suffers are typical of this pattern of behaviour. Moreover, his secretive and determined mindset to secure his position as king reveals a chronic form known as schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is characterised by positive symptoms, including hallucinations, delusions and disorganised behaviour. Therefore, Banquo's ghost is only seen by Macbeth, who sees him seated at his chair and utters unnervingly, Never shake thy gory locks at me, to a crowd of perplexed onlookers. While research in schizophrenia has primarily and traditionally focused on waking-related abnormalities, sleep has been increasingly studied in schizophrenia populations and consistently found to be disturbed. Disrupted sleep appears to be closely linked to schizophrenia, and it is often observed in individuals even prior to the onset of their illness. Specifically, disturbed sleep with insomnia being the most frequent sleep disturbance has been found to be the most commonly reported symptom during the prodromal phase of illness. Thought disorders and misperceptions are typical. Affected people report hearing voices and this paranoia is fully illustrated when Macbeth imagines seeing the ghost of Banquo at his great banquet, even though he's hired murderers to kill him. Hence horrible shadow, unreal mockery hence. Professor Ettinger has investigated how sleep deprivation can clearly lead to mental illnesses. In addition, researchers show how this chaos in the brain can also make you more sensitive to light, colour and even brightness. Even one's sense of time can be altered and mental leaps were reported. Although studies show a clear link between the two conditions, it is unclear which causes the other. Clinical experience indicates that there is a vicious cycle. Insomnia makes us anxious and fearful and these feelings make it harder for us to sleep. Dr Freeman believes that the research points to a potential treatment for helping to reduce the risk of developing persecutory thoughts. The use of cognitive behavioural therapy known as CBT has proven benefits. Such techniques make one feel safer and less mistrustful during the day too. These feelings of mistrust and insecurity not only plagued Macbeth but also Lady Macbeth his wife. She becomes so disturbed by the bloody murder of Duncan and the daggers she moved from the scene that she commences sleepwalking. Her thoughts haunt her. Out, Dan Spot. Who would have thought the old man to have had so much blood in him? Her guilty conscience links to her insomnia and paranoid delusions from which she can never escape. Here's a smell of the blood still. All the perfumes of Arabia will not sweeten this little hand. The desperate act of committing suicide reveals the effect on mental health insomnia tragically demonstrates. Both paranoia and sleep difficulties are closely linked with negative effects. New research suggests somnambulism 
of sleepwalking is a potentially serious condition that can lead to violent behaviours and affect health-related quality of life. French scientists found that sleepwalkers were prone to fatigue, insomnia and depressive symptoms. Yves de Villiers, MD, PhD, the study's principal investigator, felt sleepwalking episodes should be taken seriously and definitely not ignored. Since the brain is partially awake, complex behaviour are often common. This is evident in Lady Macbeth's case, for her doctor and the gentlewoman observe her continually washing her hands. The ritual of cleansing subconsciously symbolises her need to rid herself of her overwhelming guilt. Having committed her crimes in cover of the night, Lady Macbeth is now afraid of the dark and carries a candle with her at all times. Researchers discovered about a quarter of sleep water did so every night, while 43.5% were sleepwalking weekly. This pattern has been linked to serious mental health issues. Like paranoia, it can be linked to sleep deprivation. Both result in mood disturbances, resulting in a major impact on one's quality of life, which Shakespeare illustrates clearly. Therefore, in conclusion, by carefully analysing the question whether Macbeth's insomnia leads to paranoia, we can certainly come to recognise how his unpredictable behaviour is definitely consistent with aspects found with it. From the decision to murder King Duncan, we can see how he has to continually secure his position, even though he knows he is morally and ethically wrong. The decision to have his best friend Banquo murdered only comes back to haunt him. In addition, the savage and brutal order to slay Macduff's entire family illustrates a complete distortion of his mental state. Guilt-ridden and desperate for normal sleep, we watch Shakespeare's tragic hero, once an honourable soldier, crumble under paranoia and fear. So, there we have it. And I'm sure Felicia has given you plenty to think about. As someone with a keen interest in biology, or English, or both, hopefully, I hope you've not only enjoyed this podcast, but have been surprised by just how much science is in Shakespeare. On that note, I'd like to thank you all for listening. I hope you can join us for a future instalment. Take care.